I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to Episode 7 of my Crisis to Opportunity podcast. Continuing our exploration of the role of emotions on how we respond to a crisis, the topic for today is disappointment or devastation. Let's be realistic. It never feels good to have a crisis in your life. Crises produce a range of very unpleasant emotions. You experience something that threatens some aspect of your life, and you're going to feel bad. But what specific negative emotions you feel, particularly in the early stages of a crisis that might last a long time, can have a significant influence on how the crisis impacts you in the near term and in the future. Typically, people have one of two immediate emotional reactions to a crisis that can set the stage for either a traumatic outcome or a successful resolution. Devastation or disappointment. Unfortunately, when a crisis strikes, particularly one that has significant implications in your life, it can be immediately and viscerally felt as devastation. Devastation in response to a crisis is experienced when people believe that what may be lost in the crisis is too much to effectively manage. Imagine losing most of your retirement savings in the Great Recession, having your house go into foreclosure during the last housing bubble, learning that your spouse wants a divorce, losing your job, developing a drug problem, or being diagnosed with cancer. This overwhelming emotion, devastation, comes from two sources. First, devastation is associated with the perception that an event can cause significant and perhaps irreparable harm to an important aspect of your life. This is known as an existential threat. The crises I just described are examples of existential threats. Second, a crisis is experienced as a failure of the self, meaning that you perceive the crisis as a direct attack on you as a person and the life that you lead and care so deeply about. Devastation is a truly harmful emotion that not only interferes with your ability to respond positively to a crisis, but is also unbelievably painful. It's an emotional state that encompasses a plethora of the worst possible emotions you can experience, including embarrassment, humiliation, shame, fear, grief, sadness, dejection, despair, jealousy, pity, bitterness, loneliness, and self-hate. Now that is one very depressing list of emotions. If this response is not addressed, this incredibly powerful negative internal state can last for days, weeks, months, or even years after the crisis has run its course. What makes devastation such a truly destructive emotion in response to a crisis is the natural reaction you have after that actually increases the likelihood that the crisis will overwhelm you in the future. This tsunami of hurtful emotions subsumed within devastation doesn't just make you feel really, really bad, but it also causes your motivation and confidence to plummet, leaving you so uninspired, incompetent, and inadequate to respond to in a constructive way to the crisis. In sum, devastation causes you to want to surrender to the crisis rather than confront the crisis. You're hit so hard by the crisis that you just want to flee from the painful experience. When feeling devastated, you will likely start to withdraw from people, mope around, look deflated, and feel sorry for yourself at a time when such responses will actually create more difficulty for you in the face of a crisis. The inevitable outcome of experiencing devastation as a crisis unfolds is a failure to overcome it. For Maya Angelou, the American poet, singer, and civil rights activist, each one of us has lived through some devastation, some loneliness, some weather storm, or spiritual superstorm. When we look at each other, we must say, I understand. No one likes to be disappointed. You feel sad and defeated. Your heart aches for the consequences paid, the opportunity lost, and the goal not achieved. Certainly, disappointment is not a pleasant emotion, 
It feels really bad, in fact. But that doesn't mean it is a bad emotion to be avoided at all costs. To the contrary, disappointment is actually a very healthy and helpful emotion that plays an essential role in how you respond to a crisis. Disappointment is an emotional reaction to an unexpected situation that may have negative consequences. Disappointment occurs when you are unable to fulfill some hope, goal, or expectation. It involves feelings of thwarted desire and loss. A key element of disappointment that distinguishes itself from devastation is that it is perceived as a failure of a situation rather than a failure of self. As a result, even though the situation may feel threatening, the crisis isn't experienced as painful or overwhelming because the problem is not perceived as an attack on you personally. It is not seen as an existential threat. In fact, disappointment is hardwired into us to help when we are confronted with a crisis. It actually girds our resolve and mobilizes our resources to overcome a crisis. What is your natural reaction to a disappointment? Most people initially go through a period of discouragement and withdrawal. But over time, disappointment morphs into determination to overcome the situation and to prevent it from happening again. When you experience disappointment in the aftermath of a crisis, you should let yourself feel the emotion fully, even though it doesn't feel good. Allowing yourself to feel the disappointment in all of its power enables you to turn that energy toward the future and transform it into motivation to resolve the crisis that originally caused your disappointment. Your newfound understanding of disappointment will also take some of the sting out of it and actually make it easier to use as a positive force in your efforts to overcome the crisis. So, after falling off the horse from the shock of a crisis, you will naturally feel a brief period of letdown. But then you must pick yourself up and get back on the horse. That is, get back to confronting the crisis with renewed vigor and resolve. Putting the disappointment behind you and directing your focus and energy to the present and to the future allows you to experience more constructive emotions in response to a crisis, find new ways to overcome your setbacks, and return to your path toward your goals. Rather than allowing the disappointment to be disheartening and cause you to feel bad about yourself, you can use the experience to affirm your capabilities by showing yourself that you can overcome your disappointment and confront the crisis productively. As difficult as it may seem, an opportunity psychology enables you to view the disappointment from a crisis as the chance to grow and become more resilient. You want to accept the crisis and the accompanying disappointment as an inevitable and unavoidable part of life and focus on what matters and how you react to it. Crises don't only have practical consequences to our lives. We get sick, lose our jobs, or get divorced. Yet it isn't just the tangible effects of a crisis that lead you down the rabbit hole of devastation. In addition to the tangible effects, the level of your personal investment can cause an extreme emotional reaction, such as devastation. When I talk about personal investment, I mean the degree to which your self-identity, self-esteem, and life goals are attached to the crisis. In other words, when the crisis presents a threat to your perceptions of who you are, your worth as a person, and what you want to achieve in your life, your negative emotional reaction will be stronger and your vulnerability to devastation will increase. Although a crisis is threatened at many levels, whether you experience it as devastation or disappointment will depend largely on whether you perceive it as an existential threat to your quote-unquote psychic integrity. Think of yourself as a puzzle seated on a table during an earthquake. The tremors will undoubtedly dislodge some pieces. A few puzzle pieces are easy to return to the rightful place, but if many pieces are dislodged and some are lost, regaining the completeness of the puzzle will be very difficult. The difference between disappointment and devastation is how many pieces are displaced. In the former case, you will experience disappointment at the damage done to the puzzle, 
and at having to reassemble it. In the latter case, the displaced and misplaced pieces produce feelings of devastation because even the idea of restoring the puzzle to completion seems to be a daunting task. Additionally, the cause of the crisis determines the level of the ego threat you may experience and whether you feel disappointment or devastation. A crisis that's caused by forces outside of your control. For example, a wildfire that destroyed your home is relatively less threatening because it can't be seen as an indictment on yourself. Yes, you have to accept the painful consequences of the fire, but the crisis was in no way a reflection of who you are. On the other hand, a crisis that is caused by your own hand, like losing your job because you berated a colleague, is directly attributed to yourself. This type of crisis is likely to be a threat to your perceptions of yourself, and in this case, your future professional prospects. Therefore, confronted with a crisis, you want to do your best to separate yourself from it as much as possible to minimize the ego threat that's likely to occur. In crises in which there is a high ego threat, your best bet for separating yourself from it is to see the crisis as an isolated incident rather than as a reflection of who you are over time, even if you actually caused it. Being able to accept that you're human and that you make mistakes allows you to soften an otherwise harsh self-assessment that can lead to devastation. This acceptance also enables you to more easily take ownership of your role in the crisis and to use that accountability to take action to resolve the crisis. Additionally, in making the shift from a crisis mentality to an opportunity psychology, especially when a crisis exposes your vulnerabilities, it can be helpful to shift your focus away from the threat of the crisis. Instead, focusing on the opportunities the crisis presents and identifying your personal capabilities that you bring to the situation alters the perceived level of threat. In this move, what once appeared so devastating can now seem only disappointing. From Randy Posh, the well-known professor and author of The Last Lecture, we cannot change the cards we are dealt, just how we play the hand. One way to ensure that your response to a crisis is one of disappointment rather than devastation is to put the crisis in perspective. By placing an experience in the context of your whole life, it changes your attitude toward or the way you look at the crisis. Do you see the crisis as catastrophic to your life or merely a substantial setback that you must surmount? Do you focus on the terrible consequences of the crisis or how you can best respond to it? Do you see the crisis as beyond your control or do you see yourself as capable of resolving it? Clearly, your perspective toward a crisis will dictate how you think about, feel about, and respond to it. Unfortunately, as I've noted previously, when confronted with a crisis, our focus and actions zero in on its immediacy and urgency. In other words, your perspective shrinks in breadth, depth, and length to what is right in front of your eyes. As your focus and your perspective contracts, the crisis appears to grow before your eyes and assume gargantuan proportions. This narrowing of perspective evolved from primitive times when the only perspective that mattered was short-term and reactive to ensure our survival. These days, though, such a perspective would likely do more harm than good. This primitive reaction can result in a loss of big-picture perspective, that is, how the crisis fits into the gestalt of your life. When focused in on the crisis, it may seem huge, but when the lens is pulled back, you may come to see it as just one unfortunate part of an otherwise fortunate life. For example, a serious health issue is truly existential in its threat to your life. Yet your reaction to it may be tempered by putting it in the context of your overall life that might include wonderful family and friends, a satisfying career, and enjoyable avocations. This perspective won't solve the crisis to be sure, but it will shift your emotional reaction from overwhelming devastation to manageable disappointment and enable you to better respond to the challenges it presents. For Marianne Williamson, the spiritual teacher and author, 
As someone who has faced as much disappointment as most people, I've come to trust not that events will always unfold exactly as I want, but that I will be fine either way. Patience is another key quality that can turn the volume down from devastation to disappointment. When a crisis strikes in your life, you want it to conclude quickly, even if the outcome isn't ideal. Often the uncertainty, the not knowing, can be even more stressful than the final outcome itself. One of the nice things about primitive crises was that you knew the outcome right away. You were either killed or you survived. Not so with many of today's crises, whether, for example, a health or financial crisis, where the full extent of its impact on you may not be known for a long time, sometimes years. When you begin to experience devastation and realize the enormity of the task that lies ahead of you, you can remind yourself that resolution takes time and that you need to hang in there no matter what happens. Taking the long view, putting the immediate consequences in a broader context that makes the crisis seem smaller and more manageable. Along with patience, embracing persistence and perseverance can also help to temper your response. Persistence means you commit to doing what is necessary for as long as it takes. And perseverance is your acceptance and your willingness to continue to tackle the inevitable ups and downs that you'll experience as you face the crisis at hand. This long-term perspective and commitment to what will certainly be a rough road ahead will not relieve you of feeling bad from the crisis completely, but it will encourage the shift from devastation to disappointment, from inaction to action. This shift will allow you to more easily respond to the crisis in constructive ways. An essential part of making the shift from crisis mentality to opportunity psychology is for you to look at the disappointment that comes out of a crisis as a chance to grow and become more resilient. The reality is that crises are disappointing because they are often intense, uncontrollable, and difficult to sort out with many setbacks and failures. Experiencing disappointment gives you the opportunity to embrace that emotion and learn how to deal with it in a positive and fruitful way. You can think about disappointment as emotional adversity. When you welcome it, and then you learn how to respond productively to it, you become a better person, more capable of dealing with disappointment and other difficult emotions in the future. From the author Ray A. Davis, patience is not passive waiting. Patience is active acceptance of the process required to attain your goals and dreams. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to Episode 7 of Crisis to Opportunity. And be on the lookout for Episode 8 in the near future.